does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Do you think the uh, Rick Venturi, oh my God, pretty much just sums up the entire season? That absolutely should be, that is the soundbite of the year right there. And that that was a, uh, I decided to call it the the two-pick conversion. Because Houston converted into the two-pick instead of the one-pick, right? And then the Texans Mm, said to Lovey Smith. I don't know if that's your best work. Thanks. The the Texans said to Lovey Smith, um, listen, you went up, because I want to make sure I'm clear here, Kevin. The Colts were trying to win that game? Correct. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So the so the Colts were trying to win at home against a team who had one win and one tie all year against the Colts, mind you, and they still couldn't win. I feel like that. Oh my God! From Rick Venturi was very similar to what he said when Jalen Hurts had the parting of the seas. <laughs> it was. He was like, "Oh my, is this happening right now?" Uh, Mike Chapel, Fox Fifty Nine, CBS Four. Um, the Dean is with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Chap, uh, appreciate the time. I know it is a, a, a hair early for you. Um, I, set, I, set, I set my alarm, so we're good to go. Okay, I, I thought about giving you a call during the break, but, you know, I felt like, okay, Kathy can handle things if she if she needs to wake you up. Um, l- let's start here. I guess just your expectations for Black Monday. I think for the Colts, they kind of did Black Monday two months ago with Frank Reich. We're going to hear right. from Jeff Saturday. I assume he will say that he wants the gig permanently, and then it sounds like we'll hear from Chris Bauer later in the week. But I guess I don't expect a whole lot of like massive news from the Colts. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of my assumption. Yeah, I think again, like you said, we already had our news. Uh, I just there, there's I don't the only, the only thing that Jeff can tell us is that damn I don't want any part of this, and I don't think he will. We talked to him must have been three weeks ago, and and he was still. You know, all in. He wants to do it. He wa- He wants. He wants to have a chance to start from ground zero and, and build from there. You know, in, in in April and March and April, not in the middle of this dumpster fire. So, I think he still wants to. I really do. But I don't know what other news could come out. We're supposed to talk to some players. I'd love to talk to Shaq Leonard and see how his second back surgery is going. But as far as coaches and Chris Battles, I mean, Jim Irsay is on record saying Chris will be back, and we know that the owner has been known to change his mind. But if we get Chris Battles tomorrow, he's got to be the GM. He just has – you can't put him out there and then two weeks later fire him. So, Did, didn't they do that with Grigson, though, after the 2015 season? Boy, that's – I'd have to go back and look. You might be right. Your member is better than mine. But you, you might be right. It's just wrong to do, obviously. Uh, I'm, I'm curious on that, and I'm curious how soon and how long the coaching search is going to go. Uh, you know, how deep will it be? Will, it'll include Jeff. Is it going to include Jim Harbaugh? Is it going to include people like that, Jim Caldwell? So I don't know. It's really going to be interesting. But I, I think the owner down deep would like to give Jeff a chance. I'm just not sure how you do that. Mike Chappell's our guest. He's on the Payless Liquors Hotline. <laughs> Chap, you've covered the Colts, as I'd mentioned, since the Mayflowers arrived. So 
I wanted to ask you this. There is so much talk about Jim Mercer's involvement with decisions this year, notably at the quarterback position, obviously at the coaching position. And there has always been, I think this is a city and a fan base, if they are old enough, that has a PTSD, Jim Mercer included having this, of the Bob Ursay involvement and meddling from the ownership box. Have we seen more of that this year from Jim Irsay than in years past? Or is it something that necessarily isn't new, it just this year was more illuminated because of the people that were affected? No, it was new. I can't think of too many times when, when Jim Irsay has stepped in so so obviously and usurped everyone else's you know duties. Bob Irsay used to do that, do that all the time. This is I. I keep thinking of what went on, and, and all I can come down to is all off season they had pointed and Kevin. We were in the in the media room. We were always talking about AFC South division, 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 and everything's built towards a good start. Remember they changed the training camp schedule uh, for, for this, and then they go out and they just and they just play awful in, in Houston, and they play even worse at Jacksonville. And 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 this is after nationally, this team was considered the ASC South favorite. So I think the longer it went, the more irritated, the, the, the more that the passion and anger just, just boiled. And at some point, he just said, no, this is enough. But again, this started with this started with Carson Wentz. And I'm not so sure that Chris Ballard wasn't semi on board. Not, he wasn't driving the ship like Ursay was. But then the other the other decisions are things that are more Bob Ursay like, and that's that's my concern. Is I think it's very well, it's his team. He can do with he, he can name you head coach Jake if he wants. You've got you you yeah, got come you on had now. Much, you had as much NFL experience as Jeff Saturday did before he got here. So, but but I think you got to be really really careful. I remember early in his ownership. He told me that one of the owners said, hey, you know, the, the good thing about an owner gig is you enjoy being an owner. You put the right people in place, and you let them run your team. For the most part, he did that with Bill Polian, for the most part. I think he did that with, with Gregson, for the most part. And up until recently, I think he's done, a, done that with Chris Ballard. But you cannot have a GM who is wondering, well, this is what I. This is the direction we need to go. This is what I want to do. This is the player, and then the owner say, "Nah, we're going to do something else." It's just hard to have people want to come to your franchise when they wonder how strong the owner's hands going to be. He's got to have input. It's his team, but you got a G in there for a reason. Let him do his job. Chap, I feel like. Still can't get Jake as head coach out of my head. You thought oh, transcribing Ursay was so hard, fun, chap. You imagine following Jake's analogies when you transcribe. That's right. Um, let me run. And I know this will stun you. Mike Chappell's our guest. That I'm going to run like a, a a Freudian thought past you, and then have you critique it, Mike. But I have this. I, I can't get past this feeling in my mind that Jim Ursay, when he named. Jeff Saturday, the interim coach, probably in the back of his mind, thought he was going to pick up the paper or turn on the television the next day 
and just soak in the admiration from people that just applauded and cheered this outside-the-box hire of, gosh, how did we not think of that? And instead, the exact opposite happened, and he was lampooned and lamblasted across the country for it from football people. And that, in fact, is what caused him to dig his heels in deeper on Jeff Saturday being the long-term guy because he's hell-bent to show as the owner he knows more about football than people give him credit. Your thoughts? I hope not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad reason to, to make a decision. You know, I, I think, what it, again, at that press conference, I mean, he is a Jeff Saturday fan. I know that from being around him, which is fine. And, and, he, and he loves Edge and Reggie and Dwight and Peyton and Marv. And, but you can't let that be your driving force. And I think he brought Jeff in. The overriding factor was, was to, to change the culture, I guess. I think things had started to, dr- to drift with the locker room and, and things. But they, the, the, the lack of coaching experience w- was so huge. And, and it was totally exacerbated by, oh, by the way, you fired your offensive coordinator and you fired your head coach who actually ran the, the offense. And then a, a week or so later, a tight ends coach left. So you've got a bare bones offensive staff and, and it sort of looked like it down the stretch. So I, again, I, what I would tell people is that don't just shrug off Jim Irsay considering just Saturday. I think there's a chance. I think it's more than a puncher's chance. But I, I just don't know how. And maybe he simply doesn't care. I don't know how you sit up there in two weeks and say, I'm thrilled to be here, Jeff Saturday's our head coach, and this is why. I think, I think they put Jeff in a position to fail like they did, gosh, Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles, Parks Frazier. And he, who could they put in that spot, and and them have a decent record? Leaving Frank there probably would have worked. So I don't know. You know, maybe one of these days Frank will be a really good head coach. I just think this was a tough time. This might be a tough a tough thing. But hey, if Ursay goes that way, you gonna say, well, you know, it's his team. It's it's his it's his backyard. He can do what he wants. But. I, I just don't know how you justify it with, with what you've got as evidence. Again, he's the one and only Mike Chappell. He's with us here on the Payless Stickers Hotline, CBS4, Fox 59. We'll hear from Jeff Saturday coming up in a few hours. Locker room cleanout day. Tentatively, Chris Boward scheduled to meet the media, I believe, tomorrow as the Colts begin the offseason. Chappell, I'm going to throw a couple numbers at you. Chris Ballard returning at 80%. Jeff Saturday returning at 60%. What would be your reaction to those two numbers? I would say Ballard's low. I, I, I think he's back. I, I just do. I, I think the owner really, really trusts him. And and I'm sure you've talked about it. We can argue that that's maybe too – maybe he shouldn't be so strong for Chris. 60%. I was going to say 50 for Jeff. Yeah. And people – again, people might be surprised it's that high, but I'm telling you, folks – uh, he, he very much wants it, and the owner, the last time I talked to him, he sounded like he very much wants him to be here, but that, that was before uh, the Giants, and it was before last night, uh, although losing the game actually helped their draft status, so maybe that's, that's a plus for you. 
Does losing the game add to the embarrassment of uh, of the season? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It, I mean, how, how, how can it? And, and, and I guess I asked that chap and saying, you know, I've oftentimes heard with Urs say, don't embarrass me. Well, they've well, had weekly embarrassments since Thanksgiving. Holy smokes. And again, I kept two or three times you would write, and, and you as well, well, they've reached rock bottom. No, 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 no. You yeah. know, we, we've got a game next week. You know, you thought rock bottom was, was Dallas. <laughs> yeah. You thought rock bottom then was, was uh, Minnesota. So I don't know. I, 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 you, sometimes you think you know what's going to happen, and I don't. I, I, I just don't. But no, it's crazy that, that again, you, you think losing at home to, to Houston, Houston, for crying out loud, uh, that, that's another embarrassment. And uh, some of the stuff has happened on national TV, but they need, it's funny, we've, we've talked that, like, well, last season, the last two seasons were the most important off seasons for the franchise. No, it's, it, now it's this one because cause you mucked up the last two. So I'm really curious how the next few months unfold. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Chap, what percent of Chris Ballard's perceived job security at this time is based in Jim Mersey <coughs> liking and believing the Chris Ballard body of work? And what percent of it is Chris Ballard's under contract through 26? Good question. I hope it's 90% his personnel. Actually, I really do. But let's not pretend that the money's not real. But but I just uh, I just think if you start if an owner starts, you know, letting the money dictate. If, if that's the case, then Jeff Satterjee cuts. I mean, you you know, or or some little known college guy. You got to get the best guy, and and I, I, to, to a point, the the money's real. They're paying Frank what twenty five, thirty million. I mean, that, that's real money. So, it's a good question, though. I hope it's ninety percent, if not higher, that he really believes Chris is the right guy. Is it going to be increasingly difficult? Mike, for for Jim Mersey, for example, you talked about they still owe Frank Reich a lot of money. As situations arise, if the and the Colts have not done this to their credit, I have not heard the Colts say, "Hey, we, we we simply don't have the funding to do that." I haven't heard that. But if they start making decisions based on money that would be owed to someone and buyouts and things like that. Is it going to be difficult to sell a fan base on that when then during the offseason you're sending out press releases about the millions you're spending for drumsticks and guitars? <laughs> I hope and I don't mean that to be things. funny, but but no, but no, but you know, people always say, well, you know, if he not signing not, not signing this guy means he can buy another, you know, John Lennon guitar or Paul McCartney guitar. Uh, yeah, I, again, it's again money. Yeah, they're gonna. You know, like that, like Matt Ryan, you know, almost certainly won't be back next year because they saved seventeen million dollars, and he and he didn't play real well when he was here at near the end, although he won their four games for him. But money's always a factor; it, it just is, and how much money you can save and how much money it's going to cost. I I just I, I do believe to a point 
that the owner will do whatever it takes to get a winner. But they're but they're still a, a choke point on on what you know whatever it take means. It's you know they're not going to pay they're not going to pay a coach twenty million dollars probably. Would they bring Harbaugh here for twenty million dollars a year? Really? Uh, I'm not I'm not not, not that they wouldn't want to, but but could they afford that? And there's times in the off season with free agency that we always well you, they can make this work with the cap. I mean you can do this well, but but it's the real money uh, that sometimes keeps them from doing what they want to do or, or feel like they need to do. It's, you know, it, it's a guaranteed money. That's real money. And, and that's, that's so different from the cap. So, uh, again, I believe the owner will do whatever it takes financially, but there's always got to be a limit and how that impacts players and coaches and everything else. Over the weekend, we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars <clears throat> win the AFC South that now secures that Jacksonville, Houston, and Tennessee have all won multiple divisional titles and have all won multiple playoff games since the Colts last won a single divisional title. How much does that eat at Jim Irsay? I think we use the word embarrassment. That's that's what it is. It's embarrassing. And what, did they win one game in the division this year? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's – and, and again, I go back to that. That's what's been. Remember, Jim Murphy at the owners' meetings when it was Tennessee and Mike Vrabel and Tennessee, and you know, kicked our ass on this, that, and the other. And then you go out and you lose your first two games in the division. That is so much of it. You can't. It all starts in your division. I, you know, I, I realized back in the day, the Colts had a ten times better roster with with Peyton and all those guys, but they routinely owned the division as they should have. And now that that's just like a distant, distant memory, and you can't, it's hard to to think of him getting back to that. I mean, aren't you sitting there watching Jacksonville thinking, this is the AFC South team for the next, I don't know, four or five years that you got to deal with? Because they've got a head coach who knows what the hell he's doing, and they got a quarterback. I mean, I realize there were times, this year, a few times, where Trevor Lawrence didn't play that well, but my goodness, the last half of the season – he looks like the real deal, and they got young talent around him. And he's twenty three, chap. He's twenty three years right. old. How about the? It's no, it's no different than when Peyton came in, and he's gonna if if he's the right guy, he's gonna be there for ten years. That's what this team has to deal with. The other teams, Tennessee's a mess. They're a mess, and Houston. Yeah, they got all these draft picks and the number of pick, but but you don't know, and they've messed up draft picks before. At least Jacksonville has a quarterback and young talent around him. No one else in this division does. Chap, I've got two quick ones before we let you go, and really appreciate the time this morning. To your guys' point about Trevor Lawrence and his age, the oldest quarterback in the playoffs in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes at 27 years old. If you need to have any further reminder of how important it is that the Colts draft a quarterback coming up here, in April. Um, so my question off that would be, do you think Jim Mercy will mandate the drafting of a quarterback in round one? Well, I would hope so. And I would think that the GM would say, well, of course we are. Yeah. Although, although we've sat there before and, and, you know, and Chris was very clear, it's got to be the right guy. Cause if it's not the right guy, what do you say? You're all going to run my ass out of town. But I can, can you imagine the, 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 the blowback if they take, 
I don't know, a, an offensive tackle, a, a pass rusher at two or, or at four, although I think they're going to try to move up, and take their quarterback in the future around two, it'll be a hard sell. You said but people you, drive off the road on 465 yeah, hearing that thought, chap. Yeah, people thought it, it, it was upsetting when they took Edger and over Ricky Williams. Uh, but they, they've got to get their guy. The one thing, the, the fan base is really upset now or apathetic, whichever, and you, you'd rather have them be upset. But if you can get a quarterback that you can believe in, that you think's a guy, it gives you hope. Well, you know, we're going to not be very good this year, but we've got this guy, and Peyton was 3-13 and 13 and all that stuff. But it gives you it gives you a, a chance to see the light down, down the road. You know, it's also going to buy the head coach and the GM some time because whoever they take, it's going to take a year or two to get things together. But, boy, they just – don't they just – and then you bring in a young quarterback, who's your veteran guy, you know, to, to kind of get you to when the rookie's ready. I mean, that, who, who's the next veteran in line? Last one from me, chap. Your biggest question for Chris, Chris Ballard tomorrow is what? Wow. I need to think about that. But, but how much – ooh. How, how – do you feel that your that your power has been diminished by the owner, and is that expected when you've got an owner like that? Like when you've got an owner, or would you rather he just let you do your job? I, there's got to be a better way of, of of answering that. But that's sort of what I'm wondering: is does he feel like he's been diminished as a GM? And and to some level, how can you not? Chap, I'm going to give you a chip. Jim Mercer likes to say all chips in, right? Yep. We're going to play the roulette wheel. I'm going to spin the roulette wheel. You have the chip. You get to place it on one of three numbers. And if okay. that number hits, you get a million dollars, okay? Super. You are picking of these three <laughs> slots, you are picking the one that if you put your chip on it and on opening day of next season – the person that you put your chip on is not a part of the Colts franchise. You get the million dollars. Your three, your three square option here, Chris Ballard. Slot two, Jeff Saturday. Slot three is the combo, Shaquille Leonard and Matt Ryan. Your chip goes where? Ooh, Jeff Saturday. Because I don't. Because if it's got to be Leonard and Matt Ryan. I'm not sure how you move Leonard if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, it's going to be hard to move him. With the injury. And I think Chris is back, and I think Chris is going to be given every chance to rebuild this. So I would say Jeff Saturday. Unless you got number four for me, and I don't think you do. Jonathan Taylor. He'll be here. Give me, that. Give me Bobby Okereke or Well, Okereke's a free agent. That's why I didn't Man, put him Chap there, wants right? a layup for these million for this million yeah, dollars well, here. Well, I'm trusting I'm trusting you guys that you're going to tell me it lands on the right one. <laughs> and I don't trust you guys at all. <laughs> the, uh, you know the the interesting thing to me if if Ballard returns, which that's fine, I get it. But if he does, theoretically, Chap, he's got to be extended again. Because if he's drafting a quarter, if I'm Chris Ballard and I'm well, he's already under contract through 2026. Yeah, but I'm starting. I mean, you need more than that. Yeah, 2026. If this thing isn't well on its way, I mean, they should already be in the playoffs by 2026. If not, there's going to be major hell to pay by everybody. 
I mean, you're starting so, uh, all over again. You draft a quarterback. The, I've always said, chap, the clock doesn't start on a GM until he drafts a franchise quarterback, and that's probably going to happen this year, and then the clock starts ticking. You look at the AFC four, right now, guys. All seven playoff quarterbacks, 27 or younger. It can be and done. That, and that's one of the things that, that really irks the fan base and irks the owner as they look around the league, and everybody's got – not everybody, but – there was a Joe Burrow and a Josh Allen and a Justin Herbert and Mahomes and on and on. And you say, gosh, I want one of those. Well, you know, you, you had two. You had two of those. So, but it's in, until you get that guy, until you get that guy, you're just another team. But, Chap, it's why I get so fatigued on the whole, well, you know, the Colts got Andrew Luck's retirement just threw them across. I get it. That was not easy. But you know what? Like, not every team that we're looking at right now in the postseason with a young, big-armed quarterback did it fall into their lap. Some of them, they had to go out and get that guy, and the Colts have come back. Well, the, the, we're getting, I, I think, the expiration date of the Andrew Luck screwed his team over. we got to get past that because, totally. yes, he, he did what, what was right for him, and he screwed the team. Both things are right. Good for Andrew. He did what was right. But let's not let's not dismiss the fact that he screwed this team, but yes, he did. But get over it, get past it, and find a doggone quarterback. Chap, thank you for waking up with us, and uh, I will see you in a few hours. Take care, guys. See you, Jake.